0: Almost time for spooky time. Okay, <laughs> it's the Herald and Modcast here, and this is our creature feature episode
1: where we feature creatures in creature features, <laughs> and it's going to be so much fun because feel like we're freaking on that SNL sketch, the NPR shorty oh. balls.
0: <laughs> we're going to be
1: having a lot of fun this episode. <laughs> we're going to talk about monsters and their balls. Yeah, monster I really balls. like
0: those monster
1: balls. I really like the movie Monster Ball, but just does not have any monsters. No. But does have some balls.
0: <laughs> so uh, we are talking about a few things here. We're going to talk about... Uh, Couple movie reviews: um, The Mummy, Tom Cruise's, which is now streaming as a kickoff to our uh, dive into the dark universe that's being created
1: by Universal, which is planned to be created, but with the the massive failure, which was the Mummy, Ugh. it kind of puts a you know. A wrench into this whole unveiling i mean when the movie starts they do a universal card and then they do a dark universe card before the movie starts like really like they're committing to this you know bringing back all the old favorites of the silver screen the golden age or the silver age or the fuck it was called yeah literally
0: the wolf man the invisible man uh the opera the Creature from the Black Lagoon,
1: mm, Bride, Bride of Frankenstein. Frankenstein,
0: yeah. So this was plotted out. The Mummy was supposed to launch that whole yeah. franchise because Universal are the ones who originally yeah. did all of those. Mm-hmm. And so
1: they t- look. They're looking for their own franchise, right. you know, their own like multi-multi picture franchise, you know. And this was a good idea on paper, but on you gotta say paper. the misfiring of what is this fucking Mummy movie definitely doesn't. Promote much confidence in, you know, the movies going forward. Although there'll be different directors well, and different writers and, and that sort of thing.
0: Well, except many of the same folks are attached to all of these. Uh, Christopher McQuarrie, who is a writer on The Mummy, along with David Kep, um, Christopher McQuarrie wrote Usual Suspects and also Edge of Tomorrow. The uh, him and David Kep were he, David Kep wrote Jurassic Park, A Mission Impossible. They both were attached to a lot of Tom Cruise films. Um, mm-hmm. Alex Kurtzman, who was really known as producer before um, directed directing, the movie. directed the movie, and he's attached to pretty much all of these franchises. That's not good. So, I don't know. I mean, the movie was almost unwatchable.
1: In the sense that I was like, found myself on my phone halfway through. And yeah. And you were like in your bathroom, scooping out the litter box. <laughs> And then you came back, you're like you're like what I missed. Like, oh no, I think I'm pretty much caught up. <laughs> I could have substituted the twenty that minutes happened. of this film with cat shit, and I literally missed nothing. I missed nothing and I'm uh, equally less interested as when I left to scoop shit into a bag <laughs> for cleanliness and hygiene.
0: And, I mean from literally the five minutes into the film, ten mm-hmm. minutes into the mm-hmm. film. It is so jive,
1: so dated, so out of touch with how people want. Especially off the success of it, because this movie tried to do a Mission Impossible, and it, but then at the same time try to do sort of a horror. And the thing that they didn't get right that the Brendan Fraser movie got right was that it was more of an action-adventure movie with scary themes, horror themes. But they tried to go horror in some moments, but then Tom Cruise, like, witty quip action- Jumping from airplane thing and like guns and whoa, geez, we're all <laughs> jiggered and we're being shot at, but we're still like, hey man, you still owe me twenty. We go to the Jets game, but like, not now. We're being that's shot at. Ba- I
0: know that's it's like stupid nineties oh, banter, banter
1: of like gunfire and
0: grenade.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and, like we, it was so bad and it looked so low budge.
0: It did. It was
1: like a three a three hundred million dollar movie. I know, and it looked worse than like a Wind River or something which cost probably nothing. You know, the action in wind river was so cool or just at any movie, you know, like how did you spend $300 million (sighs) on this? In what capacity? Yeah. Tom Cruise. (sighs) And they're like forcing his, his like Hetzel agenda. He's like that woman. She's like, he won't tell you that he gave me the best heterosex of my life last <laughs> there night. There was
0: a lot of that. It like, was
1: again and again. Really it kept like.
0: Forced forcing stuff. it down our
1: throat like a poor Tom Cruise sex slave, really. Yeah. A gay male sex slave <laughs> is how I felt having to listen to that like forced hetero. Garbage. Yeah, he's like, look. I mean, just because I gave you great passionate sex doesn't mean I didn't care for you when I took your secret oh, map.
0: Please. And he's
1: like, he's like, fifteen seconds. You know I could do, do longer uh, than fifteen it, seconds.
0: It, it was like, are you kidding me? These writers, like, they must have. There were a team of writers credited with this, and the two that have the best credits probably had nothing to do with this. Because I, don't,
1: I hope not. Because, I, I hope oof. not.
0: Because I mean, this is not the work of a guy who did the usual, usual suspects or the Exit Tomorrow, which was a which fantastic was a good. Film. Yeah,
1: and a good film. That was his lightsig. Tom Cruise's best, best film of late, yeah, yeah, of late. And it did shits on this movie. This movie is just fucking well, and trash. And he
0: was so you buy Cruise in Edge of Tomorrow. I still was like defending him as like he's a good actor. He's and, not. He doesn't. He's not a good actor in this film. He's well, just like and it was corny just, and cheesy. Well, yeah,
1: I think he was in, in, in. You know, in Edge of Tomorrow, he's sort of a, like a slime ball in the beginning. And there's this sort of. And he arc. has an arc, and yeah. he does it well. And he does it well, and you buy his age, because he's sort of he's in the military, but he's a press guy. Right. And he's probably been doing it a long time. But in this, you, you do. I've read reviews about it that they needed a younger. Person yeah. To play the way he was playing this character. He was trying to play it like someone 20 years younger than he was. Or someone in their like was, late 20s, early 30s. Yep. And he's in his 50s. I know. And it, tell, it shows. And he looks great. But he looks he's great. still in
0: his 50s. And it's it's also a dated style of filmmaking. The it way is. they do it.
1: It's like a 90s film. Yeah. You know? And and then they try to do this, this horror spin. And apparently he was so sold on the idea of a female mummy bringing people into theaters That that was like his reason for taking it because initially he had he like changed his schedule around to do this film. Wow! Instead of passing on it and letting someone else do it, who probably should have done it. And the fact that like a female mummy in itself is a fine idea, but you can't just assume audiences are going to go see a movie for that new like that spin like if it's a great movie it doesn't matter if it's a female or male mummy
0: exactly or you don't know that lesson exactly but here's the thing that i think was the critical era amongst many but it it takes place and they find crusaders in london who have this special jewel that was stolen from this mummy who they find in Iraq, Iraq, which is ancient Mesopotamia, right? Not in Egypt. Not in Egypt. And the story of the mummy taken out of Egypt is ridiculous. Like they and then
1: moved to London, really, and then for moved the whole to film. London
0: for the whole film. It almost felt like, okay, we need to set this in London. Yeah. How do we do that? And I know that there are the you know the classic mummy stories. Several of them did take place in,
1: but yeah, it's it, a different
0: time period like they had yeah. a reason for it It was a museum bringing it over
1: so this was really loose it was like he's a military guy but he he launders his like grave robbing through yeah. terrorists because he tails them. But he doesn't. He's not dishonorably discharged. Yeah. But they need him for some reason. And then the military's like, we're taking this sarcophagus on our billion dollar airplane right back to London this instant. And yeah. we're like, what? How? That does not seem like any sort of protocol. Well, not and, that it matters. And but-
0: let's forget the fact that okay, do Iraq is is in the middle of civil war still right isis is there right. like they you know none of that is like landscaped i mean it's almost an insult to the realities of what's going what's on going in that on part of right the world right but like the whole uh, the brendan Fraser one what was so cool and you pointed this out the time yeah, period of the, the 1920s was
1: very effective a
0: very effective cool time period it was a time in it, it, it was an, a time of exploration of Egyptian archeology and archaeology, and yeah, it lends
1: itself to the story. Like this right. being in 2017 just sort of felt weird. Yeah, it didn't really like with the rocket launchers and the freaking Black Hawk helicopters and all that. It's Ugh, just sort so of stupid, so, super stupid. And then they introduced this whole Russell Crow storyline, which is really supposed to be the tie-in. I think of the entire new. Universe, because he's like the head of some paranormal activity underground bureau or something and they have I have like the beat on all the monsters and they have to use the monsters to fight monsters and then ooh special twist Russell Crowe is also a monster and he's a famous monster and that's a tie in and you just really felt it hit over your head even more than how DC like this one's like really like we're introducing everything all at once and this is how we're tying it in and it's this stupid like bureau of investigation of monsters you know
0: yeah and that was badly Crafted the right. way they show that, but also they hold the the entire movie is a series of ripoffs of other movies. Yeah, too. there's some blatant there, ripoffs. The plane scene was a rip-off of um, Dark Knight Rises.
1: Yeah, frankly, kind of. sort kind of. of. Dark there were n- Dark like Knight. there were.
0: Dark Knight Rises, yeah. Knight. The, oh, yeah. yeah, in the
1: beginning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: There there also was... Um, there's a whole ridiculous sequence where his buddy who gets killed comes back as a ghost, literally almost verbatim like American Werewolf in London.
1: It is. He keeps visiting him and, like, telling him to... like warning him of, yes. you know, impending doom. Yep. And he's still... But he looks dead. He looks like how he was left when he Bad was killed. Bad
0: makeup, though. Bad
1: makeup. And then also, it was a real leap to where he's, like buddy sidekick to yeah. like now you killed him now he's dead like right. it was sort of uh, uh you didn't really buy the jump it went from like funny like cheesy action film to like whoa tom cruise just killed his buddy like shot him three times in the chest and yeah. now he's like st- dead yeah. and he, not only is he dead he's like mummified half yeah. mummified like yeah. well, that was a leap into like horror but then it came back and was still trying to be right at, and, and that's what a lot of reviews says like this movie didn't know what the fuck it wanted it to it be it didn't no. and then therefore was nothing you yeah
0: know? <laughs> yeah and therefore was nothing and
1: yeah it stunk it was and then to bring Horrible. the guy back at the end, and, oh man, the way it ends, you're like, oh my god, this is so stupid. Yeah, you know. And I thought, that, I bet they thought they were so fucking clever having it end that way, like open ended, and like he's still out there. Yeah. And I don't. know. Should we spoil it? Because I think we can. It's a yeah. pretty bad movie. I don't. You're think not I, gonna. Who cares? Sit Trust it. us. Yeah. We're
0: not spoiling anything. No, it's not and much. If you of don't want to be
1: spoiled, then jump ahead. Yeah, jump ahead. But so what? Basically, it ends with him. Taking the life force from the female mummy and then now being the mummy himself. Yeah. You know, or like this set. uh,
0: complicated mummy. God.
1: Yeah. He's like. both
0: bad and good.
1: Conflicted with his new powers. Yeah. But wants to use his powers for good, maybe?
0: Off in the desert. Looks like he's in Egypt now. And he's back in Egypt and
1: his friends are back alive. And he goes, you know, thanks for bringing me back. And it's like, what, you're back? And, you know, with your newfound powers, which can, you know, you know, without any uh, follow-up questions brought me back. We didn't see how that happened. But, you know, we just assume that that's something you can do now because you have the powers of the mummy. and. And he's not changed at all. Like, there's that one moment where he gets a monster face. Oh, so yeah, he like does. a split-second moment where he gets scary teeth. Oh, that's got to be some
0: vanity shit. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, there's a lot of vanity shit. Those, like, close-ups of him in the desert where it's just his face, yep. Tom Cruise face, like, cut to f- close-up, then back to, like, and hot naked Cruise. And naked, there's that yeah. whole, like, ridiculous, like, oh, awkwardly naked buff yeah, Tom look Cruise. look
0: how buff he is at 53. Yeah,
1: and then, like, somebody give me a towel. Or, like, what? <laughs> it's so stupid. Yeah. It's so jive. It's like this movie didn't need to cost three hundred million dollars and did not no, need to star no. Tom Cruise and did well, not need the Tom Cruise vanity tropes.
0: No, it definitely felt that and I mean, did you say already that Russell Crowe's Doctor Jekyll, no, Jekyll, Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? He's Doctor Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, yeah.
1: But also the the head of this group.
0: Right. And, and he
1: has a serum and he like You know, uses it has he continue to use the serum to keep from turning to Mister Hyde, and then we see the big reveal is him. Tom Cruise has to be sacrificed by this mummy to sort of bring to life this the you know the basically the hell god of Egyptian lore, which is set. And that's the female mummy's mission because he becomes her chosen sacrificial lamb. But also she wants to, like, fuck him. (laughs) (laughs) Super sexy Tom Cruise rubbing (laughs) his chest and his close-ups and, like, greasy skin and stuff.
0: Well, and then we haven't even mentioned the girl in it.
1: Who is not really mentionable. She
0: is a British actress who played the lead in the original Annabelle film
1: cool um the one that nobody okay liked. she was okay but like the character itself is so non-fucking plus it just is pointless she just sort of showed up to explain the things that Her the audience name is annabelle to know. Oh, annabelle cool,
0: wallace um yeah she was in uh she's been in some stuff she's i mean she was decent she oh she was in king arthur that horrible movie yeah fuck she was in movie. two big dogs this year
1: yeah um that were supposed to be massive successes right. but are also signs of like the failings of the hollywood block uh you know box office well, and, blockbuster system
0: and we've talked about this too it's like stars don't sell movies anymore no they just don't franchises sell movies like right. he makes money with with uh, the mission possible because it's a
1: franchise yeah like fast and furious
0: but stars, look at Jennifer Lawrence's film Monster, Darren Aronofsky, Mother, mother, mother
1: with an exclamation, right.
0: Um, yeah. bombed horribly, horribly and got an F a cinema score
1: F yeah and, but you hear the studios like standing by they're like we wanted to take a risk with this movie and like we then wanted to be brave make it an indie film not, yeah. a, not a horror well, film that's what to the saying. masses they were like well, no, we stick by our you know decision to release it on a mass scale yeah because Jennifer Lawrence is in it You thought you could make some fucking money and then now that it didn't make any money at all you're like no we stand by our decision yeah 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 well they're probably like, we can't spend all this money on Jennifer Lawrence and have it be an indie film Jennifer Lawrence is not an indie actress then don't
0: cast her in that they shouldn't have cast her in it why did they
1: because they wanted to fucking sell it to the masses man and then it didn't work and then they go oh well Well, we were taking a big risk well
0: also Aronofsky's dating her now
1: yeah also which I'm sure is part of it but that's it's it's just like calculating Hollywood like it flopped and so we took a risk like no you didn't Casting Jennifer Lawrence as a lead actress is not a risk. You paid her $20 million right. or whatever the fuck so you could market this movie to the entire country. Nobody went to see it because uh, people said it was sort of like an it comes at night kind of style thing where you, there's no payoff. Right. It, it, you, you marketed it as one thing and then it's a completely different film. So you should've, it should have been an indie movie that we saw at the fucking Lemley or the Landmark.
0: Right, right.
1: Because they didn't make any fucking money, and then you know, and then they have the nerve to say, "Oh, we're very brave here at our mm, this studio." You. It's like fuck you, brave.
0: Yeah, well, and it also falls into the thing that I'm always harping out, which I hate, which is they cast a twenty-five, seven, eight, whatever the fuck she is, year-old woman to play the part that a forty-year-old woman should play. Well, when
1: her husband's. Fucking Javier Bardem, who's 50s. 50s. Yeah. yeah, you know? And, like, again, and then Michelle Pfeiffer's in it, and what's-his-name's in it, uh, Ed too? Harris, Ed Harris, yeah. So it's like a fucking all-star cast, too. Let's not, like, pretend but, that they were doing some fucking real right. risky shit here, you know?
0: No, I mean, and they... Like, the fact is, stars don't sell films. They no. seem to sell TV more. They do. And uh, as evident, of course, by the big win of Big Little Lies at the Emmys and, you know, yeah. the star power on that. But, like... Don't you know? Bank stars aren't going to sell a film. It's going to be franchises. And also, if you're going to do an indie like that kind of film, give appropriate actors or different actors. And the...
1: be honest with the marketing. Don't yeah. try to trick people that it's like this sort of Rosemary's Baby horror film, and then really it's just some sort of fever dream thing or some whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. You know? And if it is that, then then market it that way and have it be a smaller release. You know, because. Right. I am, like we said, I'm all in flavor of, uh, favor, favor flavor? of flavor. I'm all in flavor. <laughs> I got lots of flavor zones. If you <laughs> want to taste, uh, I'm all in favor of, of new ideas and new s- stories on screen, like that Gore Verbinski movie that we saw, and it wasn't good. But yep. those movies should still be able to get made, you know, because they're just—it's a new idea. It's not a superhero yeah. film. It's not The Mummy. It's not Dracula. The untold, Cure for Wellness Part Five. Yeah, Cure for Wellness. That
0: was—you know what? Though that was kind of an interesting film until, until it went in a weird direction. Yeah. But I still think, like you said, yeah. it's good that they did they it. Got it. It made. was new. It was different. Right. And yeah. I feel
1: the same way about a movie like Mother. Like, yeah, make that movie. Yeah. See what Darren Aronofsky has to say because his track record is very good, you know, outside of the fucking Noah's Ark movie, you know. So give him give him that opportunity to make that film, but don't try to sell it to the masses right. like it's a horror film and then be like, oh, we're very brave, you know. Yeah, there's there's you. a brave choice that we took, you
0: know. No. Well, so let's talk about that Dark Universe lineup, though. Um,
1: well, yeah, because I think it still happens. I, it's I, they still can't. happening. They, they, well, they can't. They kind of can't walk away from it. Yeah. you know, they have so much invested into it, and they have a whole lineup. And this is just the lineup as it stands right now, which is first, I guess, is Bride of Frankenstein, which is scheduled for February of 2019. Hmm. They haven't casted uh, the you know the the leads, but it's uh, Bill Condon who's signed on to oh, the project. Okay. he is known for the the New Beauty and the Beast. And the fourth and fifth Twilight movies. But he also, he won an Oscar for the screenplay of Gods and Monsters, which is actually a really intense fucking drama Yeah, great film. Great film. Brandon Fraser, who was the mummy, and Ian McKellen. You know, and so they're doing that. They're doing The Invisible Man, and it's going to be fucking Johnny Depp. What? Which is not necessary is
0: that for sure well
1: it says uh not much to currently know about the invisible man remake other than it stars johnny depp Boom! and there's a sort of cast picture and it's it's you know Cruz is the mummy and johnny depp and javier bardem's in that picture too so i don't know who what they're casting hmm. him to be maybe the phantom of the opera
0: wolfman
1: maybe the wolfman too he would be a good wolfman but the invisible man is the 21st century uh fo- 21st century will also uh, like all the dark universe movies be produced by alex kurtzman the dude who That's directed, the guy, him, yeah, yeah, Chris Morgan, uh, and it is being written by Ed Solomon, who did "Now You See Me" and Charlie's Angels. So I don't know how wow, that would translate. I'm psyched to, about that. Yeah, I don't know about that. You know, but there's another, and then there's the Wolf Man, which is funny because they made a one with Benicio del Toro and Anthony Hopkins and
0: Jack Nicholson way back.
1: Yeah, way back. Yeah. but I mean, this one was 2010. Right. So it's still was pretty it only
0: 2010.
1: Yeah, it was 2010.
0: Oh wow i thought it was way longer ago
1: no i remember because it didn't do well but i went back and watched it and there's some pretty cool gore in it it's yeah. full r like this, when he tears he tears apart people as the wolfman it's pretty cool go watch man. that again yeah it's pretty cool i mean it's not a good movie really but i i liked the, the horror sequences it was awesome you know and so that doesn't have really much attached to it oh um the dude who wrote prisoners aaron guzikowski he wrote the 2013 movie Prisoners, which I love. Yeah, I love that movie. it's like yeah. a Gone Baby Gone feel mystery. Yep. you know, great performances by Hugh Jackman, and and Jake Gyllenhaal, Gyllenhaal and Paul yeah. Dano, and Melissa Leo, yeah. and Terrence Howard. Yeah, like, so good. It's a great ensemble cast and a really cool story. Like, what a film that film is. Yeah, you know. So if that. They can do that sort of prisoner's vibe with the Wolfman. Right. Where it's really dark and gritty and, you know, it's a guy struggling with this new fucking curse that has become, like, befallen him. Yeah. silver bullets and stuff like that. That would be a good one, you know. And then now we have Dracula Untold 2, which they shouldn't do, you know, but it's tough to do it and start a whole new franchise for Dracula. Yeah. Because Dracula Untold was such a fucking... Loser disaster, of a movie, yeah. and it was PG thirteen, and it was just all over the fucking place. The cool thing about it was Charles Dance' performance, right? The, like, yeah, old Dracula. That yeah, was a yeah, cool. That sequel. was cool. And everything else fucking sucked, you know. So hopefully, they don't do a Dracula and told two, and maybe they'll just do a new Dracula, you know, and not make him like some general of an army, make right? Him, like a fucking sexy vampire, like yeah That was the point. It's really like a metaphor for sex and love and stuff, you know. That's the point. Uh, Van Helsing they're gonna do a Van Helsing remember Tom Cruise was initially attached to do Van Helsing is he no longer no him? I think cause now he's doing The Mummy I'm sure he okay. backed out from Van Helsing but uh, they have the writer uh, nothing to do with Hugh Jackman's portrayal which was fucking total shit Not, that
0: movie was so disappointing I yeah, wa- I keep watching it wanting, wanting it, to, it be to be better cool
1: and it's such shit yeah it's like toy ass cartoon ass uh, you know lore Telling it is so bad. It's like a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen.
0: Again. Again. Always want that movie to be better than no, it is. It's yeah. not.
1: And we got to say that, you know, in The Mummy, where they do Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, they do keep the Mr. Hyde character a little more grounded in reality in the sense that he kind of goes all zombie looking and mm-hmm. he gets all savage, Russell Crowe's character. Right. But at least he doesn't turn into like a 10 foot tall gorilla man who wears a little bowler hat yeah, also and has like ripped crazy. jeans like yeah. the Yeah. Whole- like come on <laughs> you know that's what that's mr hyde and so that was kind of cool at least russell crow they didn't make him a giant like hulk mark ruffalo right. thing you know but uh van helsing the screenwriter is gonna be dan mazo oh shit i just lost my fingers hold on uh, the, he did i guess uh the arrival the, oh, that new that movie with uh, which Amy is Adams great. and uh, yeah, Jeremy Renner? Renner, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that was a good movie, and it was a good script. So that's kind of cool. Wait, so
0: what's he doing?
1: Uh, Van Helsing. Okay, and all right. He did, but the, there's
0: no casting.
1: Well, he did. Wait, wait, wait. no, no casting. But uh, Universal wants to pursue Channing Tatum to play. Boo!
0: Van no, no, they need
1: more of a European guy.
0: Yeah, uh, Channing
1: Tatum's too like white bread America. Yeah, you know, which is great for stuff like. Foxcatcher or, you know, this new Kingsman movie where he plays a cowboy and stuff. But
0: but not Van, not Van, Helsing. Van
1: Helsing. You know, he no. couldn't even get Gambit off the ground, you know, trying yeah. to do that Cajun accent. You know, so we'll see about that. So passengers, uh, the mummies, the script of the mummy of John Splats. Oh, Eric I She had, like Luke Evans to be Van Helsing. Yes, yeah, someone he would have like been a that. Good Van Helsing, but now yeah. he's Dracula. But you know, maybe he won't be Dracula anymore. Yeah. And then they do have a Doctor Jekyll Mister Hyde movie, which I don't know is going to be a you know prequel because it's probably still going to star Russell Crowe. Okay. I don't know. But it's Noah Howley, Howley, who did Fargo and Legion on FX. I oh, guess the is, TV's okay. Those TV shows, Phantom of the Opera. Uh, nothing is really said about that. Uh, Lon Chaney Sr., who played the original character, but they don't have. But that is in the lineup. And then Creature of the Black Lagoon.
0: That's cool. I uh, love Creature of the Black Lagoon. Well,
1: it'd be a cool film to see. You know revitalized revitalize or revamped Yeah. Like apparently Guillermo del Toro was a, attached to it some years ago, which I never heard, but he has like a new creature movie coming out called Yeah he does. The Water the
0: Space of Water or something. something like the, that. The, yeah. The, the shape of water. The, the shape, shape of water. water. Yeah.
1: The water takes any shape you put it in. Yeah. <laughs> it dirt. actually looks pretty good. Could cool. it take the I shape of a heart? <laughs> um, well I guess if you put it in a heart shaped <laughs> container, then yes. Okay. <laughs> Point made. Yeah, uh, and then we got the Hunchback of Notre Dame,
0: oh, which would kind right. of be
1: interesting if they made it super dark. Oh, wow, there's and... a
0: lot they got planned here. It's
1: like ten movies, yeah, man. They're and, trying and to do the
0: Marvel trick,
1: probably Mummy Two, and you know they're already planning. You know, yeah, if but... they
0: do, Mar- they might not do Mummy Two.
1: I don't know. Tom Cruise would be like, they'd
0: have to really rethink how they did that yeah. because this was a stinker. It was A
1: stinker and a bomb. Yeah, it stunk, and then it bombed. You,
0: and and it, I remember when we heard. Or the early reviews and stuff like that about it. It just sort of felt like a lot of people were mad because they were like, "Hey, you can't trick us into thi- making us think that this is g-. like." It this felt good. like we were being tricked. Like
1: that's the Hollywood or thing.
0: insulted. Like mm-hmm. just it's like yeah, you. it's like what? No, no. Well, literally,
1: the reviews kept us from going to see it in the theaters. It was yeah. one of those movies that was on our like summer lineup because it's in our wheelhouse. Right. We'll go see the new Mummy, and it's Tom Cruise and uh, whoever the fuck. And then literally the reviews were so poor. They were like, well, no, we'll wait.
0: Yeah, uh, And, and we... sometimes, though, I will say, there's films that get really bad reviews that we end up liking.
1: Yeah, it does happen. It's and happened vice enough versa. times. Yeah, and vice versa. But in this case, the reviews were as such that when you read them, you're like, oh, I see what you're saying. And I feel as though I would probably have the same reaction to that. You well, know what I mean?
0: I'm so glad we didn't see it in theaters just because... I was so bored. Yeah. Like to have bored. to sit there through it.
1: I was so bored. Yeah. Until the end, it's like, so what? So he's the mummy. Great. So it's over. Awesome. Great. Cool. Good.
0: Can, like, can we watch something else can now? Can I go watch
1: like American Ninja Warrior now? Yeah. Or like, <laughs> it sucks. This movie yeah, sucks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. So. I don't know this whole dark universe thing they've really committed to it and I hope it works because those are uh, you know great franchises I wonder if they'll do a Frankenstein if they're doing Bride of Frankenstein they must do hey, maybe it's a, a Frankenstein, Frankenstein a spooky Frankenstein you know yeah, they might they might do a Robert De Niro as like the Frankenstein you know, uh, that was pretty that bad was the worst that one. was so but bad it would be funny if they brought him back like how they do it, yeah, he's he he like super... an old Frankenstein <laughs> and he has to like mentor the new Frankenstein yeah. that would, that's what they should do just to like really fuck their own ass That'd yeah really funny.
0: i mean it's interesting because all of these classic horror films shout out james lurgio of count orlock's nightmare gallery yeah, in salem fucking, who like, has this incredible collection yes, of these
1: figures and historian really yeah
0: i mean they it was of a different time in the film industry and and these those films are treasures if you, i mean you can see them because you can go get them online now and i don't I don't know about this, that working. It's translate. ambitious. It's a cool idea. But if they don't do it right, it just sort of fucks with the memory of some of the greatest.
1: Right. This- Sort of like launch pad for yeah. Hollywood, you know, than the horror genre. It feels
0: like a launching pad. It feels like a marketing ploy versus, like, I just hope they take care with this.
1: Well, dude, Justice, I think The Mummy showed that you can't just put The Mummy on something and people are just going to go see it because no. Tom Cruise is in it, you know? And that could be said for this whole lineup of movies, if they don't do it right, just cuz you have this idea for a great like new franchise that where you can make your billions of dollars if right. it's not executed right and done with care cuz those movies are 100 plus years old and they're, you know, staples of yeah. American, you know, media of Hollywood iconoclast. Right. So you can't just be like, "Well, Bride of Frankenstein, uh Scarlett Johansson's in it." It's like, yeah. you, you know Yeah, well, what that's I mean? what they're
0: going to do. They're they are, gonna if they if they've got Johnny Depp as the invisible man. Right.
1: Like why? Why? like johnny depp won't even want to do that he will be like no one will see my face no one's going (laughs) to see my pretty like smuggy face i can't do this
0: i mean i'm still upset that they've got him cast as grindelwald in uh the new in the fantastic beast series
1: oh yeah you said that
0: yeah and i never saw that he's just like no no more johnny johnny depp no no johnny Depp
1: is like burned and blew his wad on the public one too many times
0: And uh, well, we'll see. I mean, I, I, the whole, the success of it is really telling. Yes, people, people want shared scares.
1: I mean, that's a no-name cast. Pretty
0: much. Uh, Scar, we did a review of it. You can go to our website, thehmcnetwork.com to hear it.
1: But even since then, its numbers, its numbers are staggering. It's
0: made so much money. It became the largest grossing September release ever, ever. of any film.
1: Of rated R or ever yeah. even. And it's had the biggest September second week opening or second yeah. week numbers. It made $60 million in its second week. Yeah. It beat everybody with its second week with the movies that premiered for their first week.
0: I know. It's pretty incredible. And now
1: it's also the highest grossing Stephen King adaptation ever. Yeah. It beat The Green Mile. So it's, and this is now talking of like, oh, looks like Stephen King has juice again with the public. So he does. That is going to be potentially a whole new franchise of things, putting Stephen King's name back on his, his original yeah. properties and marketing them to uh, uh, a new generation of people. And especially since it was already a film, are they going to start remaking the stuff that they did in the, in the nineties of Stephen King, Pet Cemetery and Tommy knockers and Needful Things and you the know,
0: stand,
1: the stand I could see because I, I haven't watched the miniseries and it was a miniseries cause the stand yep. is like a fucking 1300 it's page
0: book. It's so long. Book. Yeah. Well, the original, it was a miniseries too.
1: And because it's also like a 1200 yeah. page book and I'm reading the stand right now and I'm going to finish it and then I'm going to watch the series. But Just from comments I've read on the internet, The Stand could be a really good film trilogy. And people are saying now that... Or a Netflix series. Or a Netflix series, yeah, which maybe might even be better. But people are saying now that they really hope that um, the studio doesn't get greedy and try to stretch it into a three-parter. Instead of just a two-parter. They will. I bet you they will. Well, right? Because yeah. I knew that they thought they would make money. But Jesus Christ, they just fucking broke the bank. So why would they stop? Because that's what they did with The Hobbit, I didn't realize. The Hobbit was originally two parts. And yeah. then they made it into three because of the success of the first film. Yeah. And it suffered for it. It was really dumb. I didn't like it. I liked the second movie. And then the fact that they made it into a third movie. The whole like third movie, to me, was just a wash. You know, So yeah. and to do three movies with it would be a fucking real disservice to the story because I think they try to stretch it out too thin and then by the time the third it came out and then it's like It 3, Part 1 of 2, so it's four films or something like that, you know? Right. And what they could do is do something like that with the stand they could do a stand one two three and then do a deathly Howls one and two in the third part of the stand which is something that they might do because it's such a long story with so many separate parallel narratives
0: i hope they do it right i mean the i you know i the hobbit's my favorite book i love the i love peter jackson i love the work he's done but the hobbit movies they literally took the second movie is the least remnant like resembling the book Right. They took a char- characters that don't exist. They yeah. built a storyline that doesn't even happen. I think and to make so it three they, movies. So they padded that in the middle, yeah. and the first and the last one are the ones that actually have, have, have book a more re- you know r- more resemble the book. So I wonder if they would do that with it.
1: Because of its success, but that then again the story will suffer for it. Yeah. But then if it makes money, because The Hobbit, I feel like all three movies made
0: money. They all made money. Of course, they like, make money,
1: right? And so this is, I'm sure, being discussed at whatever executive office. You know, what what company? How
0: did can it we uh, Warner three- Brothers did yeah. it.
1: Well, someone's saying is like trust the director to keep his you know vision of the two movies or whatever the fuck you know yeah because this is a total box office sensation, unprecedented and rated R. You know what yeah. I mean? And so it sort of shows you that you can do this shit right. Even though I didn't love the movie, it but it was considerably more entertaining than the Mummy, and it made considerably oh my more God, money yes. with considerably less budget. Yeah, and it's rated R. You know, and so that. I think is something that the producers of the mummy should look at and see it rated our no name cast small budget right. made a fucking killing you know the people that did the mummy are doing it like the old model like they're yeah. out, they, they haven't kicked into gear it's it was supposed to be a summer release mummy doesn't need to be a summer release Hell not no. if it's a horror Hell movie no
0: no it could come out in october yeah
1: you totally could come out in october in and fact, still and the, all
0: these movies shouldn't be summer they should no. be they should they need to be much more particular see i'm already worried that they're not taking care with the legacy
1: well and they're thinking they're going about the wrong way it's like look it made money as a horror movie in in september you know you don't have to take your universal dark as what you're going to call it and then make it like big summer fun right make it october dark make it You know, clear the horror fans. People clearly, like you said, want shared scares, and there's money there. There's a a lot lot of horror fans, yeah. There's a lot of money. Yep, horror fans will spend money like metalheads. Man, horror fans and metalheads are like of the same. There's a lot of crossover between the two, but like horror fans and metalheads are loyal, and they want. That, that product that yep. you know what i mean and they'll, they'll spend money on it if it's good and they'll continue to show up over and over but and they're over.
0: expanding too because there's a lot of people that aren't just the core horror fans that went to see it you know and and again it is that shared scared thing and speaking of that this weekend uh we will be at universal haunted horror
1: nights halloween horror nights at universal studio speaking of universal dark yep this is about as dark as universal gets so it would seem because the mummy shit the bed right so if you want a real dark universal experience this is the one to do because it's pretty fucking awesome We've it's gone three so years awesome. four different times four different years i think
0: Listen to their lineup this year in terms right. of their the mazes. the mazes. They've got every
1: year's different. We should say too, which is yeah, every pretty year incredible. is different. Um, and it's all original. It's all um, licensed properties. Yep. It's not like some original. Oh, oh no! Maze. Well, it's all
0: Universal properties. Right. It's uh, American Horror Story, uh, Roanoke.
1: Roanoke, which is maybe my favorite season until they did the like reality right. show at the end.
0: The Shining right insidious well it's not
1: just the shining it's stanley kubrick's the shining right so it'll have things from the movie which is cool
0: uh insidious
1: insidious like the movies which are uh, really spooky movies i like those movies saw saw the jigs the game of jigsaw which totally makes sense as a it, maze. It,
0: absolutely that's like, gonna be that's so
1: cool a perfect idea
0: uh, Titans of Terror, which is going to be Freddy and Michael Myers and Jason Leatherface. and Leatherface. Titans and of Terror, and that's
1: a new one. That's, that's an a new, that thing. one's
0: going to be that's to me exciting. It's like yeah, you're going to the classics.
1: Yeah, and they got rid of the uh, Walking Dead tram finally because they'd done that for like the last five years. Yeah. And now they have like a uh, fixed Walking Dead attraction. Right. So they don't need the Walking Dead tram. You know. Right. Uh, Ash versus Evil Dead. That'll be fun. Um, the horrors of Blumhouse, which is Blumhouse Productions, which is Sinister, uh, the Purge, yep, Happy Death Day. So th- uh, you know, Sinister is c- super cool. The Purge would be a super cool maze. So you know, th- those all sound like a great lineup. And then oh, so wait, 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 wait,
0: Jabberwockies
1: and the Jabberwockies is that's like a, not scary, but it's a cool Show. live yeah. dance performance. And those guys are they had a Vegas review for years, right? And they won some like. Reality they won, one, show, of won the, one of those yeah, shows. Yeah, they like did. One of the yeah. original shows. But we should also say, I wanted to say that the Titans of Terror is a maze, but it's also... The Titan of Terror tram hosted by Chucky, which is pretty funny. Yeah. (laughs) So it's going to probably be some recorded video of Chucky taking us through this tram, which, um, again, that's where they got rid of the uh, Walking Dead tram because it was the same back lot thing. Right. We've done it four different times. So it's nice that they're switching it up. And we're going through the VIP, the back entrance. So we'll have a nice experience without having to wait an hour in every line to try to go to these fucking mazes. I know. Front of the line, jump the line, all that shit. Food and drinks we going to have a fucking great time, and it's this Friday, so we'll have a full episode of that Yeah, for probably next Monday. I don't
0: know if we can tape anything from inside. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see on that one, yeah. but... Um uh yeah that uh, that's something we look forward to this they haven't had the vip experience in the last couple years right, and so we didn't
1: go we we're like we Fuck didn't go that. We like, Fuck that. <laughs> no no way once you've done it this way you're not going back to yeah, that way you can't go back and it's not that much cheaper like you know it's not like oh one's 50 bucks and one's 500 bucks it's, it's like a hundred dollar ticket right, to get in just into wait in line for hours and so if you can pony up another 150 dollars yeah or whatever it is right especially compared to just fast pass which is not even that much worth it compared compared to the vip which is only maybe a hundred yeah, it's more. another
0: two hundred dollars it's a bit uh, tickets, well, now It is, it, yeah it's about it 319 dollars and and a piece to get into the vip experience so it's not an inexpensive ticket uh but um but,
1: you know it's like if you're gonna go see tom petty for you know and the heartbreakers or right whatever, that's a three four five six hundred springsteen u2 yeah you know this is my u2 man Yep, I don't like you two. And I, this is probably a more entertaining show for me.
0: Yeah, well, full disclosure, we didn't actually have to pay that price. Exactly. But, um, <laughs> but that's our thing, though, that's, too. That, yeah, that, that is, it is it, it's totally worth it, though. And you'll hear more about our experience with that uh, oh, yeah. next week. We can't wait.
1: Yeah, it'll be a full episode.
0: Um, we also have one uh, other streaming review. It's a film called Wind Chill. Uh, that came out originally in 2007, starring Emily Blunt.
1: Yeah, young Emily Blunt. Young
0: Emily Blunt, Ashton Holmes, um, and Martin, character actor Martin Donovan, who plays the cop. Oh, okay. Um,
1: and it's produced by Clooney. Clooney's team.
0: Clooney's team produced it. It's Grant,
1: Grant Heslop. Yep. Or, yeah.
0: And it is a little kind of indie horror thriller. Thriller
1: horror, yeah, and it's super indie, small budge, you know, but a good good cast tight story. Yeah,
0: Emily Blunt is a College student and sort of like a
1: shitty college. She's girl. kind
0: of a little shitty girl. She's pretty, and this guy who really likes her. Although you don't know fully mm-hmm. if he's a stalker, if he's in on the bad and uh, yeah,
1: on the bad happenings, he, or if he planned it that way, right? And he agrees uh, to
0: drive her home because well, well, he says he lives near her. But, but it, it's
1: also like a rideshare bulletin. But like now, there would be Uber or whatever. That's like, true. This Even is like,
0: ten years ago, yeah, no yeah. Uber,
1: no smartphone. That's true. And so yeah, he yeah, he right he she calls the number on the board cuz it's going to where she's going and yep. you know it's like a 5 hour drive but i mean for Uber that'd be a lot of money and it's but,
0: snowing it's co- it's the east coast at christmas time it's really cold and he takes a turn because he wants some time alone with her but you don't you don't know if he's sinister his intentions, or intentions
1: yeah which is cool it's good storytelling
0: and they get and they ended up in a crash and the car stuck in a snowbank mm-hmm. and the night ensues with these sort of supernatural ghost kind people of people coming it's, out of the it's woods. ghost story. It's a ghost story. It's a ghost story. ghost
1: story. It's a cool ghost story and it uses the winter element. like it's called wind chill. So yeah. it uses like the winter backdrop in some creative ways and the story sort of um Unfolds in a very natural and suspenseful way. Yep, she's a good performance. It's a very small cast. It's mostly just the two of them, and the, in a car, yeah. and then ghosts and the actors that play the ghosts right. and stuff. But it's a, it's a sort of quick moving movie and you it's don't scary. it's there's scary yeah. moments it's not gory gory but there's some no, sort of gore no but there's gore. some
0: sort of gore and there's definitely it's scary I mean Emily Blunt's really good and this shows I mean this show I think this predates um Devil Wars Prada, yeah. and um it's re- it's really tight it's it's mm-hmm. not long there's nothing wasted nope um, you,
1: you're it's a pretty good script. Yeah. There's a pretty good like finality to it. I mean, you and I both agree that nowadays the ending wouldn't have been the same.
0: But I'm glad that it was. It was that yeah. way because <laughs> it also
1: it it, that, it made sense. You weren't like no, that would yeah. You know? you're like just nowadays the the popular choice, the new style choice, would be not to have it end that way. To have it end to like a darker tone yeah like a darker like but it really it was this the whole time like a yeah. Shyamalan ending yeah that's or something. A,
0: commonly today there's a lot you see a lot of like sort of indie thrillers and horrors where they don't and I, I don't want to spoil this ending but you know there's not it's not a completely sad it there's somewhat sad ending but um
1: it's really, There's they, a they lot like of they like to end it where it's that, like, oh, they're still in the cage, but this yeah, happens. They're still in the house and it's ruined
0: and bad. Like, yeah. yeah. So uh,
1: I mean, and there is that, but then she sort of overcomes that and sort of figures it yeah, out. Yeah, so it's a
0: satisfying ending
1: right. and and it and, and you know real to the to the world they right. created. It's not like you like don't buy it that whatever happened did it's happen. It's
0: kind of twilight zoney sort twilight of because Zony, there's, yeah. you know, go you she's sort of reliving. You think that you're not really sure whether she's just going to get stuck in a loop of reliving the same day or yeah, not. Yeah,
1: that's because of what it feels like. So you think is she like trapped in this sort of like in between yeah. parallel dark world, light world sort right. of thing, because it's sort of like a cursed stretch of road. That's you know the scenic route, and then you find out there's a lot of history on this road yeah. that they crashed on. You know, and it sort of like takes souls or something like that.
0: Yeah, it makes really good use of a small budget, and uh, it's a pretty good script, and it's pretty a pretty good, good story. Pretty good story I, pretty good I, so that's a great streamer and it's movie, called wind chill yeah
1: never heard of it had never heard of it yeah you know what i mean just no oh, this movie oh emily blunt yeah, let's oh, try it. and then there it is and it's pretty good
0: yeah so check that out um, check what that would you out. give that as a rating I'd i would it it like,
1: like seven and a half yeah mm-hmm. me too it's for an indie just on the streaming it's yeah. streaming you can watch it now you know it's totally seven and a half it's worth watching
0: yeah i concur uh, so we're going to be back with our entire tour of Universal Halloween Haunted Horror Nights, and uh, more reviews and other cool stuff coming at ya.
1: Yeah, <laughs> party on, Wayne. Next time you see us, we'll have been thoroughly spooked and scared yeah. by the true universal dark experience, yeah. not the Hollywood mummy one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks,
1: jerks. Thanks, jerks. See you next time. Go to
0: our website, thehmcnetwork.com, for more reviews and cool podcasts.
1: Yeah. Till then, stay jerkish.
0: Stay jerkish.